Welcome here to the Coach's Corner on the Vanguard Athletics Podcast Network. I am Mike Teague and joined by Jeff Melton. Who is What's up, guys? The man of the hour here. <laughs> uh, excited to bring you another discussion here with one of our brilliant coaches, uh, another esteemed member this year. And in this next episode will be Chris Dorn, our beach volleyball coach. Yes, and he is a phenomenal person and not just on the court, but off the court. But Jeff, you're able to sit down with Mr. Dorn and talk with him through a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Uh, how's your conversation with him and what can kind of listeners expect? It, it's awesome. I love Chris. Chris is one of my favorite people, both as a coach and just as a human. And I think it's really interesting to see kind of where his journey guided him through and kind of how he came out, uh, um, out the other side of that and kind of shifted his philosophy of how he views training and team building and culture and things like that, you know, Sitting here just talking to him, I was like, can I go play for you? Like, you know, like, I, I know this this isn't a male, beach volleyball is not really a male sport yet, but I was like, man, I'd, I'd run through a brick wall right now for this guy. Yeah. Just, you know, how much he, how intentional he is and how, um, you know, the wins and losses on the, the scoreboard are so minimal. Um, but if you do the things the right way, those will naturally be a byproduct of just creating that environment where it's okay to be vulnerable and vulnerability actually leads to greater success of people pushing each other because they don't want to be the weak link mm. out of respect and love for each other, not out of like a place of fear right, or anything right. like that. Yeah, no, that's good. And yeah, we hear Chris preach that every day and it's so fun to see how his team has grown and just uh, it's their third season third now, season, right? Yeah. yeah, third season now. So yeah, super excited for you guys to listen to this conversation. So let's jump in here with the conversation between Jeff Melton and head beach volleyball coach Chris Dorn. We are pleased today to be joined by Chris Dorn, the head coach of Vanguard University Beach Volleyball. Uh, you had the pleasure of starting this program a few years ago. So um, before we kind of talked about the the history of Vanguard Beach Volleyball, uh, just kind of give us a, a lowdown of the fall season uh, the fall preparations, the practices, and kind of, you know, where the team is at kind of right now before we officially launch into this spring season? Hey, great question, Jeff. Uh, we we really have a lot of fun in the fall. So uh, for us, it's a balance of obviously we want to work hard and get great repetitions in, but it's also about monitoring your bodies. And, you know, the sand stabilizes. It uses so many different stabilizer muscle groups that you don't use in other things. And so a lot of it is just getting our bodies accustomed to doing that well it's a lot of balance. It's a lot of, uh, and also balancing what we do in the weight room, what we do on the sand, the number of swings we take, the pressure on our shoulders and our knees from jumping and landing. So a lot of the fall is a lot of fun. It's a lot of getting to know each other as far as our team bonding, but just as far as like volleyball touches and sand touches, we try and uh, are very careful with monitoring how much we do, if that makes sense. Um, outside of that, it's, it's just an incredible time for our team chemistry. It's, you know, when we come back from uh, Christmas break is kind of when we have our, our like retreat, basically, mm-hmm. is, which is a weekend of bonding time with us. But um, we get plenty of stuff to do in the fall as well. We also try and do some teaching times during that time of really trying to discover our personal identity through God, uh, because we believe that like the more I have that set in stone, then everything else becomes a little bit easier. And I understand that I have a base to draw back to. And more importantly, if I see that same identity, that same value in my teammate across the net or in, next to me in the partnership, like there's, I want to come back to that value. So I may be frustrated, I may be down, but my partner can help me bring me back to that center of, of realizing that I'm valued and I'm known and I'm seen. And so a lot of that stuff kind of t- starts taking root in the fall and that's, that's why it kind of makes it so fun and so personal. 
Absolutely. So we've kind of touched on it a little bit for, for our friends at home that may not know kind of, you know, the rules of beach volleyball. They might see it every four years uh, during Olympics coverage, you know, and seeing Misty May and Carrie Walsh and those kind of girls. Um, you know, what what is, you know, the objective, the kind of the, the, the rules a little bit of NEI beach volleyball? Hmm. Well, as you know, it's a full contact sport with sorts. <laughs> uh, so. No, it's uh, it's a lot of fun. It's it's a little bit different. So we'll, I guess we'll start with the differences from indoor to outdoor. Mm-hmm. So indoor, uh, you play twenty five points. We play twenty one. Mm-hmm. Uh, indoor matches usually play three of five sets, and the best three out of five wins. Mm-hmm. We play best two out of three. Mm-hmm. And most of the differences for those two changes is because of the, the just the wear and tear on your body of mm-hmm. moving in the sand, uh, being in, in the constant elements under the sun, moving with the wind. It people don't understand how difficult that is until they come out for the first couple of times. And Rain try or shine it. too. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, we, we, yeah. A couple of times you were there last year where it's, it's raining sideways and we're still playing. Yeah. Um, so a lot of those differences are just uh, because it's, you know, there's so much physical difference between it's, you know, all of the, that weight rests on two people's shoulders and mm-hmm. you are so much more involved in every single play. And that's not a rip on ender volleyball. It's just a difference. Yeah. Uh, some of the other differences that you'd, if you were to come out and watch is just even the way that we set the ball is slightly different. So, Every technique is just different enough where a person trained in indoor volleyball could come and probably do pretty well, mm-hmm. but it's going to take their, their bodies a long time to adjust to those little balancing things that we were talking about, you know, how I can get the most explosion out of the sand, um, you know, adjusting to a ball that's, that's moved three or four feet into the wind, um, making sure I can see around the sun and get into a shadow so I can dig this next ball. So mm-hmm. everything's a little bit different enough and, and it's a really a fun game. It's Definitely a game of, of a little bit of power, a lot of explosiveness, and definitely a lot of finesse. Mm-hmm. And so you're constantly trying to move your opponents around. You There's a lot of vision involved because you're trying to, you know, obviously you want the easiest shot that's going to go down the quickest. Mm-hmm. And so how I view my opponents, how I view my teammate, uh, we talk about like, I want to be completely transparent with my teammate and they need to know exactly what I'm going to do. So I want to show them exactly what I'm going to do with my body language and my positioning. And it's the exact opposite for my opponent. So when it comes up a time to attack or time to serve, then I'm trying to disguise and manipulate things. So it looks like I'm going one place and going another. Mm-hmm. So a lot of fun. So we throw out five pairs. Yes. Um, uh, sometimes we'll play a six depending on the, the opponent and things like that. When we just play the five, um, five, three, and two play at the same time. And then one and four traditionally play after that. Yeah, and, and it just depends. Some places we'll go, and uh, we traditionally, when we run it at our place, uh, we'll do the uh, two, four, six seeds, mm-hmm. and then the, the second round will be the one, three, five. And I actually stole that from Todd Rogers uh, because he he liked the idea of, hey, if even if let's – because the sixth pair, like you mentioned, kind of plays more of an exhibition match, so mm-hmm. it doesn't count for a major point. But if we have a tie, you know, with the two and four seed – then we kind of still have to wait to see who wins for that second round. Mm-hmm. So now when we do the one, three, five, then you'll see the best three out of five wins. Absolutely. So, if that makes sense, if I'm not being clear. No. So each team that wins a, set, a match gets a point for the team. Yes. So it's a little bit of um, women's indoor volleyball mixed with tennis, yes. a little bit with, you know, how the team scoring goes, you know, you're playing uh, two sets to 21, third set to 15, and the winner of that gets one team point and kind of breaks it down from there. And you can move pairs up and down depending on how. But traditionally, you like to keep your pairs together. And if you need to move for some reason, you're moving the whole pair 
from court one to court two or court three up to court two and things like that, correct? Yes, and that's that's going to be a differentia- uh, differentiation in each coach too. So we will play a lot of teams that will mix partnerships, and there are a lot of coaches that have you know the, the really deep rosters, the 25 kids, the 30 kids mm-hmm. who won't tell their squad who they're playing with or what seed they're playing at until the tournament comes up or mm-hmm. until that, that next match comes up. So a lot of people do play with the fluidity of, of the roster. Uh, but when you're right, there is um, not just unwritten rules, but there is some ruling as far as how much you can move a pair up or down. Mm-hmm. And so if we were to play our ones pair uh, in a tri-match one day, they can only go as far down as the second seed for that next match. So there is a little bit of a rule structure there. So I'm not like sandbagging and having my top top players play the five seed because I know they can win against mm-hmm. somebody. Exactly. So it is a little bit of a dance and a little bit of a play. And we know ahead of time, just because of the variety of majors we have on our team, that uh, let's say, okay, somebody in the nursing program is going to miss a couple matches. And mm-hmm. so if one of my nurses is going to miss a match, then we'll probably mix up the entire roster. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's so important for the fall and so important even now that as we're getting into partnerships that I still am fluid, I'm speaking the same language, I have chemistry with everybody on the team because I might play with them at some point. Exactly. So bring us back to the the time you you are chosen to build this program ground up it's not even an emerging sport in the NAI yet there's very few teams that are doing it but the projected growth at the NAI level is there because of what they're doing at the D1 level um you know you're recruiting your team and we're playing the big boys and we're grinding you know but the 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 wins on the scoreboard aren't matching the wins on the sand and in life in the first year and that kind of flipped in the second year. So kind of year one, year two, entering year three, how did that kind of shape out in your head? (laughs) You know, playing the long game, developing people at the same time as when I get a couple W's on the scoreboard. Yes. (laughs) All of that. Uh, You're right. It's, you know, really praying about kind of starting this program and, and what life it would take on because again, every team takes on a life of its own. And the coach isn't necessarily always in control of that. We can plant ideas. We can help, you know, pull people along. But really, we need leaders to lead from that perspective. And so uh, praying about this a lot, it was it was definitely clear that this had to be, our legacy had to be set out of our character first and how we treated each other, uh, the type of sisterhood that we had in, amongst our team. And then that would dictate everybody, everything else, excuse me. So in that first recruiting process, which is by far the weirdest recruiting process <laughs> of my entire life. Uh, I was still coaching men's volleyball in the Midwest. And so, yeah, it was JP, my wife, who's the women's indoor coach here, would take people on visits if they were going to come. Like, I, I'd never met any of my girls until they basically came on campus. Mm-hmm. And but Which we is were, exactly how you recommend doing it, right? <laughs> exactly, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, why not, you know, just never meet them. Uh, but we had great conversations, and I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt where, you know, even though I think – I believe almost 80% of our team that first year was very new to beach volleyball mm-hmm. or had never played uh, a real match in their life. So they were more just traditional indoor. Yes. And, but I, I cannot stress enough, like just how we've been blessed with young women who came in and desiring something special, desiring something with depth and desiring something that was authentic. And mm-hmm. so it was, I basically just asked a couple of questions and I got out of their way and they were a highly mature group in, in wanting to engage in what this looked like. And again, building that legacy of, Hey, let's build a legacy of love. And that was kind of our first push in the first year. And you're right. It didn't come up with a lot of wins on the, on the end, as far as the scoreboard was concerned, but how we were able to push through and 
lot of people still think of that love as like, oh, it's just a little fluffy emotion. It's like, mm-hmm. no, no, true love means challenge. True love means accountability. True love means discipline. And true love in a partnership like beach volleyball, it's, it's almost like a marriage where I cannot let anything sit. If it's, if it's on my mind, I've got to get it out and we just have to like figure out a way to kind of come back on the same page. And it's, it's very much about healthy conflict. It's very much about honoring each other in that culture. And these girls just did an incredible job of doing that. And as you mentioned, like now we've kind of been able to uh, just increase our skill level, increase our touches, increase our vision again. So it's it should be a really fun year. We saw some great results last year. And again, we never want to be results oriented. But I really do think that our character and our drive and now our practice environment is leading into the victories on the scoreboard. Yeah, so at the end of, you know, first year, tough, you know, playing kind of a stacked schedule because that was who wanted to play us, you know, and we're never going to turn a game down. And then the next year, a couple more NEI teams kind of that are our size of institutions start adding teams. So we kind of, you know, put up a pretty good record against the, you know, sister schools kind of vibe. And then we go to the, you know, the national championship out in Florida and we finish runner up to a, a school in our conference. So it's, it's almost worse in that fact. Cause you know, they're there, but um, you know, what's what's going on in the world of beach volleyball because it's you know it's growing like crazy um you know our conference just added it we're one of the first conferences at the NA level in the country to sponsor beach volleyball which makes sense being in you know southern california and us having practices on the beach every day but you know what's going on in the world of beach volleyball right now that's kind of exploding on that front it's it's a fun time like you mentioned uh and it's starting kind of how how most programs start and you can almost you know, compare it to men's volleyball and mm-hmm. a lot of the, how those programs started. Initially, it's it's not a full-time coach. That's usually like, hey, you're the women's coach. Now, why don't you coach the men's side? Mm-hmm. And so it's a little bit of, we're seeing a little bit of that pattern as well of let it build some credibility. We're not going to put a ton of money into it yet, but we want to see that this can be successful and a good thing for our our Check specific Check the university. viability exactly. of that kind of. Uh, is it sustainable? Is it is it inexpensive? And does it bring students in? You know, mm-hmm. so all of those kind of things like that. So I think every school is is doing a little bit of that of being guarded until it can kind of prove itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that I think the only team actually right now in this conference that we've just built, the only team that actually has a full-time dedicated beach volleyball staff is Ottawa mm-hmm. in Arizona. So um, again, I think that's part of what we're all working towards because it can be such a great thing. Uh, just, and even if you're looking for it to train your indoor girls in the off season, like it's so good for, aerobic conditioning and all again all those little stabilizer muscles so but it's an exciting time because i think we're going to see more and more conferences in the next couple of years build across the country mm-hmm. and a more competitive region so what do you, you know as you kind of are looking forward a little bit into this uh season and having a conference you know does it change the way you coach a little bit you know if like hey these games matter overall but actually we're we're going towards you know a conference goal which is a new idea for this two-year stretch you know how does that kind of change your preparation how you coach the team and that's a great question that's actually something that we're trying to walk through together because again like this cannot be or i will say that at least the the team that we built it's not going to be successful if i come in and slam this thing down on the desk and say this is our vision Mm -hmm. Uh, and so this is about asking the right questions and even the language that we use, you know, some people goal setting is like, Oh my gosh, I love that. You know, and some people that's something that to be ashamed of or mm-hmm. something that brings up great fear. And so even that's, those are the questions we're posing right now is, is in the past, we've had the benefit of being on this slight incline. 
and we want to continue to incline and incline and get better and better and be able to frame everything that way. So uh, last year, it was a great thing to do of just like, hey, look, you want everything go towards Florida. Mm-hmm. And as long as we're, we take every bump in the road and every high and every low into stride and learn from it, then it's going to benefit us in Florida. Mm-hmm. And we want to keep getting better on that slow incline. Uh, and this year, I think we're leaning towards that, that same thing and in, in kind of keeping Florida as the main goal of mm-hmm. the, the small school championships. And certainly having the GSAC tournament as a milestone, but we also don't want to blow that out of proportion as well. Yeah. And, and as you've seen, like, you know, I think our schedule is, is I think, about still about 40% Division One school. So there's some great challenges along the way. And, again, win-lose, we're going to find out a lot about our, ourselves and kind of how we can get better as well. From your point of view as, you know, the coaching seat, what do you think is the most important thing of those Division One opponents of playing University of Washington and University of Arizona and Long Beach State, you know, teams that are ranked – top 10 in the NAI, I mean, in the NCAA, you know, division one level. And then, you know, we're rolling in there with our team who, you know, is, it would be ranked in the NAI poll if there was one, but just, you know, the, the size different of the athletes and, and you know, things like that. What, what do you think is the be- biggest benefit that our team gets competing up a level? Uh, belief. Belief. And hands down, I think we saw that a lot the first year of, of, we took our licks, as you mm-hmm. mentioned. Uh, we got a lot of experience through failure. Mm-hmm. And again, that's, that's something that we not only had to embrace, but want to embrace. And I think that's such a, it's such a beautiful thing. It's, it's, it's a beautiful thing to be an underdog. Mm-hmm. And if you frame it the right way in your mind and with your partner, then it can be an incredibly elevating experience of something where you can kind of help bring your partner up to another level. Because number one, you, you sometimes, if you come in again with the right mindset, you have nothing to lose. There's nothing to, to this. You don't have any chip on your shoulder. Uh, and so you can co- go out there with this kind of experimental mindset of like, look, I'm going to try these things and I'm going to try and be as extreme as I possibly can. I'm going to have the best vision I possibly can. And if I mess up, then I, I make a tweak. Mm-hmm. And especially when I'm doing it against, you know, the quote unquote big dogs, you know, with slightly bigger blockers and mm-hmm. uh, people have been playing a little bit longer than we have. It's so much fun now to see, okay, is my best, can my best be be- beat their best? You know, mm-hmm. and uh, this game is such a, poetry in motion you know can I get them on their heels can I turn the tide of the momentum and so it's such a fun challenge for us I think one of the coolest things is the first victory ever in Vanguard Beach Volleyball was against a division one team Mm -hmm. and you know so that's one of those things that uh you know they'll never be able to take away from us you know the fact that we we got it done at that level so you kind of mentioned a little bit earlier that you were a men's indoor volleyball coach before you made the transition to beach you've been in the volleyball world since you could barely walk, you know, <laughs> things like that. So uh, what's your, your path with volleyball, you know, as you kind of went, you know, you were coaching D1, D2 men's volleyball, and then you kind of was like, hey, let's go try our hat at this beach volleyball thing. Mm-hmm. You know, throughout your history, what, what do you see looking back was kind of leading you every step of the way from Cal Baptist out to the Midwest, you know, things like that to kind of reach Vanguard? Oh, that's a long story. <laughs> we got time. <laughs> yeah. um, I think the most, the simplest form of entering that is uh, I, I had very high aspirations as a younger head coach and frankly, a bit of a chip on my shoulder because I, I didn't come, uh, volleyball world, at least on the men's side, is kind of a, a lot about who you played for, where you came from, what accolades you have, what coach you played for. So mm-hmm. uh, it's, you kind of have to throw down the gauntlet and if you don't have that kind of background or that kind of resume, you really have to kind of fight your way into things. So 
my goal early on was was definitely ego oriented, although I didn't realize at the time of trying to be a young Division One women's head coach. Mm -hmm. And that was my goal. That was what I was driving for. I got some great experiences underneath some great head coaches and some you know, phenomenal schools. And then finally did get that. And uh, honestly, this, this was a weird, it was a weird time in our lives. It was when JP and I had first gotten married. And I think that our staff came in with, hey, we're going to, we're going to ramp this up. And my, both my assistants, including obviously my wife were, uh, came from high level division one programs and we were at a mid-level division one school that we were trying to turn around. And we realized that we were not our best as far as uh, loving these young ladies, mm -hmm. as far as um, really having their best interests in mind, even though I think in our heads we did, uh, but our actions weren't displaying that. And so coming to Cal Baptist was, was certainly an eye-opener of, of yes, coming back to, to some of our family, uh, coming back into men's volleyball, and kind of some of those things that we certainly wanted to do, but it was also a chance to step back and be like, whoa, 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 like, uh, I'll speak for myself personally is, uh, I might be the man that I want to be or the man that I'm striving for in some areas of life, but I am certainly not the coach that I need to be, uh, as far as when it comes to giving people even, you know, um, I guess just the honoring that they deserve. Mm -hmm. And, you know, coaching has so much power in it as far as, you know, you're, you're a mentor, you're a counselor, you're, uh, you're an actor, you, um, you're a teacher, you're a disciplinarian, you're a strategist. Uh, but also you're a manipulator, you know, mm -hmm. and so you, and it's, it's a, it's a dangerous power to have if you're, you're not centered the right way. Mm -hmm. And so that really refocused our goal. And that kind of dictated the, the second half of our careers of how can we really honor people? How can we speak into their lives? And for both my wife and I, like that was in college was where we got to practice every day of being the, the man and woman that we wanted to be and, and failing at it miserably, but having people around us that were, that would push us back up and support us and say, we got you. Mm -hmm. And that's really kind of turned the tide. And so, um, the, honestly, the main change between the men's game and this was uh, I really enjoyed the men's game, love the athleticism. Uh, as you've seen with the, now we have a men's yeah. program. It's high flying, it's fast paced, it's, it's super intense. Um, and I think just a little bit of life stuff, a little bit of hard life stuff that JP and I are going through, uh, but also just a lot of just wanting to get back to, again, the roots is I think that I was getting caught up in, in, a little bit of the division one world again of that, you know, winning is kind of your, your biggest and your only result sometimes that you get to see and measure. And I don't think that's a healthy philosophy and or at least I should say for me. And so getting back to this, I've, I've really started praying intentionally for a beach program and that that door would open because it's, it's always been a passion. I've always loved the game and again, the fluidity and, and even the things that it brings out of your own character that it get exposed you get exposed in different ways because the partnership is so much more intimate and intense. Mm -hmm. And the idea of getting to be a part of that, uh, and frankly, even my heart desire to get back to the women's game because as I, I love the men's game and I love the men and I like, I like having those relationships and there's a different type of mentorship there. Uh, women can be so uh, over the top, like loving each other when they do it well. And uh, so it's been such a fun part to get to be part of this experience. And I don't know that I, really answered a lot of your question. Um, but that's really what brought us back to this point of just that, um, you know, there's the natural intensity of the game. And then there's this incredible beauty and again, fluidity, and you're just being out in nature with the elements of, mm -hmm. you can't help but also have like kind of this just get loose attitude, you know, in between those intense moments. Um, and I think it helps the training environment too, because you can get really close to people quickly. Absolutely. So as you, your mind starts shifting, 
towards your season opener, you know, which is coming up February 21st. So just about two weeks away here. Um, what do you see that's different in the, the training sessions and with the girls and on the sand in the weight room, in your Bible studies and your team meetings now that, that you can actually see that finish line of the start, you know? Yeah. And that's a lot of fun. I think that's, you know, we've seen such great strides already in, and again, the character of our team and how they love each other. Um, and something we do is life stories. And so that's some part of our retreat. And so just even seeing, you know, uh, hearing the, the ladies who have been with us for, uh, this is their third year. It's the third time telling their life story, but even how much more intricate it is or, or the highlights that they now highlight or the, the vulnerabilities that they now, they'll now expose and share with the team and say, Hey, this is what I'm struggling with now, or this is something that I fought through and this is where I am now. Uh, and being able to celebrate you there, that's that's an amazing thing. So I don't want to diminish that point at all because, again, I think that plays into our overall team chemistry and how we do on the court. The practice environment, I think, is probably the healthiest it's ever been as far mm-hmm. as continuous challenge, uh, the the work that's put forth. And I'll just say this in kind of looking at, at, at sports in general right now is I think that sometimes the people think, if I work hard, then I deserve dot, dot, dot. Mm-hmm. And I am... We are very blessed, let's say, because of our, our environment right now is I am going to work hard, uh, not only because it's an expectation of our team, but because I know it benefits me and it benefits my teammate. And that's such a beautiful uh, space to be around. And so I, I, I can count on the number, or excuse me, I can count on one hand the number of times I've actually had to go come alongside a player and say, hey, Jeff, it doesn't look like you're giving your all right now. Like, what's, what's the background right now? What's going on? Um, it, there's already a healthy challenge and love on our team so that's playing out into high level competition into very fast dynamic drills but also this incredible intentionality that we need to be again be great teammates but also be great competitors on the court and what what are the biggest transitions that's going on this year as opposed to your other your your first couple years was year one everyone's new year two we had one new recruit who stepped in. So, you know, she single-handedly is stepping into, oh, no, they built this. I got to kind of slide myself in there and kind of figure out where I fit in this. And then this year, it's a little more balanced because, you know, we had the pleasure of graduating our first two alumni from the program last year. And so it's it's a little bit more balanced there, which probably brings everyone a little bit more on the same level because there's more people that they have to know and figure out and tell their life story to rather than – you know, kind of those first two building block years. Yeah, and and to be completely honest, I don't know that we, we didn't do it that well last year, so we learned a lot of lessons last year too of having a lot of returners and, and understanding like, oh, what does this look like to mm-hmm. adopt somebody else into our into our sisterhood? And so uh, you're exactly right. Like it's been, I feel like the upperclassmen have done such a good job, or I should say the returners. And this is such a weird sport, right? Because you have true freshmen playing at 17 and 18 years old, and you also have graduate students who play at 23 and 24 years old. So mm-hmm. it's a big swing in age gaps and life experience. Uh, and that's what's, what's so impressive is, is having five new uh, young ladies on this team is how they've integrated themselves, but also how they've been adopted by the existing culture. So. Which is awesome. So I know you guys are ready to rock and roll. February 21st, 10 a.m., University of St. Catherine. Um, out in Huntington Beach. That'll be a little fun matchup for Vanguard as uh, on the other side of the net will be uh, old coach here at Vanguard. So that'll be a fun little reunion for us. But uh, I know you guys certainly want to tell her what's up and kind of start the season off 
on the right note. So, Chris, thank you for joining us here, and uh, we'll, we'll see you out on the sand this season. Thanks, Jeff. Welcome back into to the studio. We just had a conversation with, just listened to a conversation at least, with Jeff Milton and head beach volleyball coach Chris Dorn. And Jeff, Chris is awesome. Uh, you, know, you guys had an incredible conversation. And for you, what what is something that, I don't know, that maybe stood out as you were speaking with him? And, you know, we already know a lot about him. But even in that conversation, as he got into a deeper level, what was something for you that maybe you didn't know before or something that you thought was just great? Yeah, I just think it's kind of um, being a part of something that's emerging and how excited he was for that and how he kind of predicted the trend going a little bit and started praying about an opportunity even before Vanguard had even had a conversation about adding beach volleyball. You know, he was actively praying, asking God to open a door for that. And then, you know, it's just it's so it's so great to have, you know, both the dorms on campus um, and then, you know, Chris with his role in, in, in that direct spiritual aspect that he brings not only to his team but the department as a whole through the other things he does around campus and just how direct he is about that and how he views that as like the greatest calling in it and everything on the sand is um, a bonus it's the cherry on top uh, for what's going on and you know it's it's kind of crazy because we've been both been here part of this whole ride of beach volleyball and we're you know talking about it oh gosh, we have alumni from beach volleyball. Like we graduated out people and we're bringing in our third recruiting class. And it's kind of, you know, it hit me of just like, man, all of us that were here at that time were, were part of something so foundational that are just going to change lives for years and years and years to come. And it was actually kind of like a little humbling conversation mm-hmm. to have with Chris in that way. Yeah, no, that's, that's great. And like you said, Chris has established a culture here uh, in that beach volleyball program that people are wanting to be a part of. And once they... Maybe they don't know anything about it when they step in, but they they love it and they love Chris and his heart. And I think you guys were all able to just hear that, and, uh, just hear just how much he loves on his his program and his girls, and even just the rest of the campus here too. It's not just isolated to the beach volleyball program. Mm-hmm. It's, it's all the student athletes here. I know he mentors a lot of the men, uh, male student athletes here as well. It's really cool what he's been doing here. So super so blessed to have him here. So thank you guys so much for joining us again on this episode of the Coaches Corner. Feel free to continue to listen to us on any device that you listen to, uh, as well as any of the uh, options or mediums that you listen to, whether it be Google, Stitcher, SoundCloud, um, Apple Podcasts, Google Play. I think I said that all right. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, we're also, everywhere, man. Wherever we are, Facebook, uh, you know, we're all over the place here. YouTube as well. So, much again, uh, feel free to like us, rate us, um, share it with your friends, and we will talk to you next time as we jump into the Coach's Corner on the Vanguard Athletics Podcast Network.